I wasn't expecting my mother, I managed to say. She lives in Texas. I knew she was from out of state, Miss Fairchild. I checked the lady's ID. Elizabeth Regina Fairchild. Address in Dallas. I assume she's here for the wedding. Right. I just... She's not supposed to be here until Friday. I lie. I conjure what I hope is a bright smile, but I fear it looks like something out of a low-budget Halloween thriller. So, right. I guess tell her to drive on up to the house. If you could buzz Gregory and ask him to settle her in the first-floor parlor, I'll run in and get dressed, I add. Of course, Miss Fairchild. If he has picked up on my nerves, he is either kind enough or well-trained enough not to say anything. I hurry back up the path and take the stairs to the third floor. I want to ensure that I don't see my mother until I'm dressed and made up and looking polished and pretty enough that maybe, maybe, she'll wait an hour or two before she starts in on me. Once I'm in the bedroom... The first thing I do is grab my phone off the table and dial Damien. The second thing I do is end the call before it has the chance to connect. I sit on the edge of the bed and suck in air. My heart is pounding so hard my chest hurts, and I am holding my phone so tightly in my right hand that it is making indentations into my palm. My left hand is curled in on itself and I concentrate on the sensation of my fingernails digging into my palm. I imagine my nails cutting through skin, drawing blood. I focus on the pain, and then, disgusted with myself, I hurl my other arm back and toss my phone across the room. It shatters from the impact, an explosion of plastic and glass, a smorgasbord of sharp edges now glittering on the floor tempting and teasing me. I rise, but I am not heading toward those shards. I will not touch them, not even to sweep them away. They are too tempting. And despite the fact that I've grown stronger in my months with Damien, I do not trust myself. Not now. Not with Elizabeth Fairchild just two floors below, waiting like a spider to draw me in, wrap me up, and suck the life right out of me. Shit. My mother. The woman who locked me in a dark, windowless room as a child so that I had no choice but to get my beauty sleep. Who controlled what I ate so meticulously that I didn't make the acquaintance of a carb until college. The woman whose image of feminine perfection was so expertly pounded into her daughter's heads that my sister committed suicide when her husband left her because she'd clearly failed at being a wife. The woman who said that I was a fool to stay with Damien. That once you passed the ten million dollar mark, one man is pretty much like another, and I should move on to one who came with less baggage. The woman who said that I'd ruined the family name by posing for a nude portrait. The woman who'd called me a whore. I didn't want to see her. More than that, I wasn't sure I could see her and manage to stay centered. I needed Damien. I wanted Damien. He was my strength, my anchor. But he wasn't in town, and my mother was downstairs. And while I knew that one phone call would have him returning within the hour, I couldn't bring myself to go to the kitchen, 
pick up the house phone, and make that call. I could do this on my own. I had to. And with Damien's voice in my head, I knew that I'd survive. At least, I hoped I would. Well, look at you! My mother rises from the white sofa, then smooths her linen skirt before coming toward me, her arms out to enfold me in a hug that is capped off by her trademark air kiss. I was beginning to think you were going to leave me down here all alone. She speaks lightly, but I can hear the indictment in her words. I left her unattended and broke one of the cardinal rules from the Elizabeth Fairchild Guide to Playing Hostess. I say nothing, just stand stiffly in her embrace.